Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning. Welcome to Miller and Condon here on a Monday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller for the next couple of hours to talk sports with you. Appreciate you spending some of your morning here with us. And boys, there are a lot of ground to cover. Here's the BMW of Des Moines guest list. Our only guest this hour will be Scott Docterman from The Athletic. We'll I beg your pardon, Nick Olson from 24-7 Sports, CycloneAlert.com. Nick's up first. Uh, we'll talk Cyclones with Nick. Cyclones on the hardwood yesterday. We'll recap that. Signing day coming up in just a couple of days, I guess. Reading Twitter, there is a, uh, a linebacker from, uh, born, raised in Lincoln, who committed to Iowa State. Have to watch that one, but we'll I'll get the latest from Nick uh, coming up here at uh, 11.30. To kick off the second hour of the program, we'll do a little segment on the NFL. Monday night football tonight in Green Bay, where the temperature is actually... Uh, according to weather.com, supposed to warm up as the night goes on, which is weird, but that's the way it is. Uh, Going to be in the upper teens, uh, very light winds. So if you are a fan of uh, weather in snowy, miserable conditions, it'll be cold, uh, but that's uh, about the extent of it, at least thus far. So we'll talk to Dave Sinekin uh, on the Packers uh, and the Rams for a few minutes and then get Nick Athen on those Chiefs who... Yeah, they keep winning, but boy, oh boy, uh, having to go to overtime to knock off the one-win Houston, Texas, was uh, something a little bit different yesterday. So we'll talk to Nick about that. And then Scott Docterman on Iowa. Uh, He put out a good piece on some of the recruits that uh, are expected to sign this coming Wednesday. We have to change the article uh, with Caden Proctor news that potentially is out there, so we shall see. The day started with an unbelievable, absolutely edge of your seat. I don't care if you like it or not. If you like sport, you had to at least take a look at it out of the corner of your eye. Did you not if it was on? What a game. What a game and into a pretty good week of uh, Sunday of football, which culminated just a wild, wacky, never seen anything like it when you lump it all together. Week in the NFL. Bizarre. Incredible. So much fun. So I don't like to go hyperbolic very often. It does happen from time to time. We might look back at this sports weekend as one of the greatest we've ever had. Uh-huh. From the biggest comeback in NFL history to yep. kick things off on Saturday. Yep. An absolutely loaded slate of college hoops mm-hmm. to three NFL games on Saturday, all of them incredibly close. They were compelling, yep. interesting. A Sunday that starts I off I can't help you with the first quarter of Baltimore Cleveland because we didn't see it. <laughs> exactly. Right. A Sunday that starts with what soccer people will tell you, and it's not even close. It's the greatest. Not just the best World Cup final, one of the best soccer matches ever mm-hmm. played. We get to see that for a final, by the way, with two stars that will be remembered mm-hmm. for generations yes. going head-to-head. Right. We don't get that very often in sport. No. Nope. Two guys, one at the at end the of his career, of game. the yes. other one at his apex. Yes. We get those two guys playing in a final with two great for a championship. Mm-hmm. And not a quarterfinal match, for, for the trophy. <laughs> yes. And that's how our day starts. Uh-huh. We get into the early afternoon slate of the NFL. That started off kind of slow. It's like they were also what watching were the World Cup. What were you watching early? I, I was bouncing around. It was a lot of red zone. Yeah. Watched the Bears. That was kind yeah. of TV one. But And all of a sudden, you get to the end. Mm-hmm. And all of the games almost You're still in the early window. Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Are coming down to the uh-huh. wire. We have a game end with a defensive touchdown. That doesn't happen. Never. 
Right. Oh, just wait. No. Then we get into the late afternoon. Right. And one of, this will be remembered, this will be like the Eagles-Giants game, not putting a knee on at the ball. Yeah, Herm Edwards. This yeah. will be shown for years yep. and years. This is what you don't do in a tie game. Right. Pitchy, pitchy, woo-woo. <laughs> don't do it in a tie game no. because this is what can the happen. The dumbest play in the history of the NFL is what it's being called. That was our sports weekend. I know. It was that, crazy. That's what we had. Officiating has to be a part of it because it was god-awful on Saturday in the Vikings game. It, and it ended. The curtain fell on the sports weekend with a missed bear hug pass interference <laughs> in the end zone. Man. I mean, my God. I don't know what they were are weren't looking at, uh, but officiating was part of it. Trent, I don't think it's crazy to say that this weekend was as good a weekend in sports as we've seen in a long, long time. Absolutely. And you're 100% right. It just started... I mean, soccer, I don't know if that's going to move the needle one bit as far as where it ranks in this country. But at least for a three-hour period or whatever it was that people tuned in. I can't wait to see the number. I'm anxious to see the television number, and obviously it will build as the day went on. But you're 100% right when you uh, the way that you describe it with uh, Mbappe and and Lionel Messi, Messi playing in his final World Cup and uh, getting the the, uh, game started uh, and assisting on a goal and playing the way he did it, and Mbappe, Boy, it's tough. his name's tough to say, yes. but you know who I mean. Yes. Uh, who played like crap early and was the reason his team was down. And then, well, I'll, I'll change this, mm-hmm. and having the ability to do so, um, playing the 30 minutes, the goal uh, that Messi scored in overtime only to see. I mean, you, in soccer, to get two goals in three minutes, so you never do, It's right? impossible. And then when, when Argentina took the lead... In the waning moments of extra time, only to see them give up that lead to France on yet another penalty kick. And then, it's just incredible. What theater. What theater and the pressure. Watching the Argentine players who would, were either in the game and were subbed out and were sitting on the bench in tears, not being able to watch the emotions mm-hmm. of the game on the players. Oh, my God. I don't think we grasp it because it's not our game. Just the, right. just the, um, the, they're just, they're just the emotion that, the, the, what this means to these kids, to these, to, uh, these players on this team. It was amazing. Amazing. I want to see the numbers. I hope it did well. And then when you get to it later, mm-hmm. when Andres Cantor, who called the game and was born in, uh, in the mid, I think he was 13 or 14 when his parents, um, immigrated to the United States and he was born in Buenos Aires, Argentina and him getting to call that game All on right. that stage and listening to that call. And then you got the video of him later. Oh my God. It's impossible. It to is create. It is why it's. The best theater, right? It that is. we have yep. in sport. Yep. And there's nothing that can compete with Bob, it. Bob Ryan, a long time ago, said, uh, this, he, he said it first. I'll, somebody might have said it to him. It is the best reality television going. Absolutely. You can put up all of these things, the survivors, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Sports is unequivocally the best. Hard to pick nits with that. Oh, absolutely. So where do we begin? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we, just, we went eight minutes and, and we kind of laid out everything. I want to go to the Vikings just because yeah, it was let's do it. It was so fun. Now, I had some duties on Saturday to Christmas. Had to get a couple of uh-huh. gifts. Uh-huh. Took Jack with me. Nice. So we go to Jordan Creek. So, you, so did you have the game on KXNO? I did. Yeah, Good. in the car. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. while he was playing in the play place for a while, had it on the phone. I remember the play place. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Jordan Creek was, as you can imagine, oh my. a madhouse. Yeah. And uh, so I'm sitting watching the game. Tara's back home with Ella. They had their other errands that they were going off to run. And I text her. I said, did you flip the game on? She goes, no, not yet. And I sent her a screenshot of 17 nothing. They were down. Right. Got and worse. my wife, she is a very verbal Vikings fan. And she goes, text back. I'm not watching that blink. <laughs> so we get back. They had run a couple of errands, and I'd sent her another one. She goes, yes, I'm listening. She was listening on the radio, too. And uh, as she was listening to the game, we get home, and it's 36-14. I said, you know, it's a three-score game. Mm-hmm. Ah, no. Mm-hmm. Not this. No, I'm not, I'm not going to get no. And the quarterback on the other teams has a tiny bit of history of blowing big leads. She wasn't buying, not- but she sat down. Mm-hmm. And we start watching. Yeah. And we got Ella into the game. Oh, This good. was the first football game that she was really into. And explaining to it more, I mean, it was fun. Mm-hmm. Explain yeah. to your seven-year-old, all right, this is what happened. They need to get to the purple part to get a touchdown. That's, oh, okay, and she's getting it. And Tara's going nuts, and she's swearing it. Mom, you said the F word. <laughs> Mom, you say the F word a lot during Vikings games. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. But the comeback, being able to have it, Look, I'm not a Vikings fan. You're a Bears fan. I grew up around Vikings fans. My whole family basically is Vikings fans. My wife's a Vikings fan. They were my least favorite sport team, but that has certainly dissipated throughout the years. And to see, watch it through her eyes, have my daughter there and getting into football really for the first time, it was one of the most fun NFL games Mm. that I've had in a really long time. And I was rooting for the Vikings. Now, I had a minus three and a half ticket that didn't come home, (laughs) so I was hoping maybe OT touchdown would get me there, but... That aside, the betting angle aside, just watching the joy for my wife, the nervous nature, having my daughter into it, and then it was the greatest NFL comeback. And mm-hmm. I also relayed the story when I was a little kid. It was the Bills and the Oilers, yeah. and telling that to my daughter. And yeah. She's like, you're my age? I'm like, yeah, a couple years older, but yeah, basically mm-hmm. the same. And this was the biggest comeback up until this time. That, and was, she 1990... that was 1991. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'd have been 11. Yeah. And just explaining to her that and you have a chance to see history here. Mm-hmm. Now, that Bill's Oilers game, a quick aside, I was at my dad's. Power went out. Oh, no. Power went out at 35-3. Flipped it back on as they were getting ready. What Did that go to overtime or was it late regulation? Regardless. Uh, I don't remember. The the plays that I saw were with the game tied then. Yeah. Before ultimately Buffalo So you Buffalo everything came. in between. Everything. Because you flip it and power comes. Oh, great. Now I can watch the late afternoon game. This is going to be awesome. I, wait a what? second. What well, did I the Oilers are not going to the AFC Championship game. Oh, no, no. No, they are not. That that just uh, one of the wild, wild factors of that game. But what a Saturday. I mean, just to start with that. Phenomenal. Browns-Ravens, whatever. Yeah. It was a whatever game. Right. Cold weather. My sister that lives in Cleveland said uh, tickets were going for four bucks. Really? Not a whole that lot was of interest the for that price? one. Wow. It was not a pretty day in Cleveland. Uh-huh. And you could have got in for that no, one. No, they got snow at the, late in the game. And then we got real snow. Well, late in the game we did. I mean, yeah. early in the morning, you know, i got to give Tua credit. I do. Yes. i got to give Tua credit. Because you were credit. killing him. I know. Well, he said it. I mean, come on. He was the one that said it. Uh, but you know what? He play, this, this Miami team is good. They are. They're, this is a good football team. If, and if you've got a bunch of... If you're a Bills fan, if you've got, if you're invested in the Bills, they got to learn to stop the run, and that's not mm-hmm. the first time we've seen this. Uh, Mostart went nuts in that game. Uh, he ran his, you know, what off, and, and he's been quiet this year. Well, he wasn't on Saturday mm-hmm. night, but again, I mean, Josh Allen, what can you say about how are they going to give the MVP to one guy this year? It's Jalen Hurts. 
Minus 150 this morning. Is it Patrick Mahomes? Is it Joe Burrow? Is it Josh Allen? There's so many guys that are just, I'm probably missing one or two. Hertz is 13 to 1 with you. No, look, Hertz is phenomenal. He's he's had a great year. He's had a terrific year. But there's still three weeks left. Mm -hmm. Um, Thankfully, the Cowboys. Yeah, that's true. Boy, the Cowboys again. (laughs) You know what? We are. It, look, it, it would take it would take a lot of things to go both of these franchises' way. Trent, if you go back to the end of I don't care any time, go back to preseason. Jacksonville and the Detroit Lions are on the verge of making the playoffs. You would have said that in oh, middle of October, right? You're nuts. Dan Campbell was on his way out. The overreaction that we have, not just on a week to week basis, it's great though. Even a month to month basis in yeah. the NFL, it's crazy. Like you said, those teams were dead and buried yeah. with no chance. Yeah. And here they are playing mm-hmm. some of the best football right now mm-hmm. in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville Jaguars and the most moribund program <sighs> in the NFL, the Detroit Lions. Yeah, They've won one playoff game last like 70 years. It's been a long time. 1991. Is that what it was? They beat the Cowboys in the divisional round huh. and then got clubbed by Washington Jeez. in the championship game. Um, you know, I'll give you an overreaction. When the schedule came out for Christmas Day, how good is this? Green <laughs> Bay, Miami. Right. Denver and the Rams. That could be a Super mm-hmm. Bowl preview. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay and Arizona? Kyler versus <laughs> I mean, Father Tom? You can't find a better day. This is a stinker. It's awful. I mean, you're going to watch? Of course you are. Um, but maybe not as much. Man, maybe not as much. Maybe, maybe it it's makes a little, little easier, easier to get away from the TV. That's just it, right? And spend yeah. time with the family, which is never a bad thing to do. But it was phenomenal. Let's talk a little bit about the two basketball games. I want to start uh, in, in order that they uh, uh, took place. Like, I, I don't care who I would beat. I don't care. You know what my biggest takeaway was? I know what it was. Peyton Sanford. Yes. Boy, did he need that, right? I don't give a damn if they was playing the Institute of the Blind. He needed to make those shots. He didn't make a ton from three, but he was active. You could almost see the confidence starting to... You know, see, uh, get back into a boy, did he need that. Robracci was incredible, too. He was. I mean, he was incredible. But Peyton Sanford needed that game in the worst way. Now, we'll see if this is something that translates. If it yeah, build falls on through. It. Right. Yeah. This can't just be a one-off game in towards the end of December yep. against Southeast Missouri State. Yep. This has, has to be something that continues. One concerning nugget, did you see Connor a couple of times kind of doing the uh, clenched fist, mm-hmm. dealing with the wrist injury yeah. had? Did you see Patrick there. and Connor getting after each other on the bench? Yes, yes. Wonder what that was about. Were they, was, were they asked that after the game? Because they were. I don't even want to say jawing. Maybe Connor or maybe Patrick's upset. Connor got that pizza ranch deal. I don't know. Well, whatever it was, it um, it, it played out on the Big Ten Network to the extent that the uh, the announcers had to say something about yeah. it when they came back. Uh, came back from Brad. Ah, they're brothers. It's uh, it, it's no big deal. I just would like to know what it was about. And then yesterday. Uh, and, and look, I watch maybe 15 minutes on ESPN Plus mm-hmm. of the Iowa State game. I've got one takeaway. Okay. Did you see much of it? Uh, maybe a tick more than you. Okay. Mostly heard on radio. We were driving around a little bit okay. uh, yesterday. So, yeah. My takeaway, Trent, Trey King's a man. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Trey King. Trey King. They don't have anybody that looks like that. No. I mean, I love Robert Jones. I, I love what he brings to the floor. This guy is, he, he's a man. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's old, right? He, um well, old when you compare it to other college athletes. But, boy, he just looks the part, does he not? He's something they didn't have. He's a bucket getter. Yeah, I hope so. He's got that mentality yep. you can see. All right, this yep. is a guy that scored at his previous stop at Eastern mm-hmm. Kentucky, and he's going to get the ball, and he's going to look to score. Yep. They need that. Yes. What's the biggest liability with this Iowa State That's, basketball you hit team? the nail on the head. They can't score. Right. 
Well, now you got a guy that can mm-hmm. go out there and get some buckets. Again, it was against Western Michigan. Right. Now they got a chance Wednesday against Omaha. Right. You know, acclimate yourself, maybe plays a few more minutes, maybe TJ experiments with him as far as lineups or whatever. Right. But boy, he's a man. And that's something that you're going to have to figure out now very quickly. Uh-huh. All right. If this guy is one of our best five, what are we going to do? Right. You know, we've seen Kalsher has taken the relegated to the bench role. Yep. He's been fine with it. And been there's, willing. Yep. But there's some guys that aren't. Right. And, and you got to yep, figure out, as a coach, you got to figure out what makes a guy tick. They're just mm-hmm. going through that lineup line and hearing your name called, that's important to some guys. If he's one of those guys, all right, what do you do? Is it Jazz going to the bench? That would probably be the one yeah. that would make the most sense. And you know, Coons, he's instant offense himself. Mm-hmm. And he need a little scoring punch out of that second unit. I think that would be the easiest way to go. But Jazz has been good this year. Yeah. He, he's been really solid, inconsistent still. Yeah. But when he's good, and that's kind of how he is as a shooter. He's really, really good. I think adding a little scoring punch, though, to that second unit, that'd probably be the route. If I'm going to make a change, if I'm going to go about, starting line. I mean, I, I know that you, you love the six foot ten of Osuni, uh, who's hurt. Mm-hmm. He got hurt in the game. Apparently, it's a, a foot or an ankle. Yeah, only six uh, minutes. Yeah, I play, only played six minutes in the game. But he's been kind of, he's had some good games, don't get me wrong. Uh, Lipsy needs to be on the floor uh, mm-hmm. as much as he can. And um, I think TJ's kind of followed that. Um, Robert Jones is a good player, but you got one more tune-up, and I think this tune-up is all about trying to, you know, pl- where where do you want Trey King? What do you what do you see for him going forward? And you got one more dress rehearsal, if you will, before Baylor comes to town on um, on New Year's Eve. That'd be fun. Oh my gosh, it was gonna be a blast. And the Big Twelve, it's yeah. not going anywhere. Ready or not? Yeah, ready or not. How about Kansas? How about what they did to Indiana? Oh, just ran them out of the gym. I, that floored me. Did you I, jump aboard with me? Yes, not not to no, not to win the conference, but some, but I bet yes, I, I bet them this weekend. I, I know eighteen to one. I think I got them at. Okay, there were twenty two. I think Wednesday when yeah, I first started I, talking I, about it. Was it too lot. late. I was looking for that. I couldn't find it. And they, boy, their ability to get out and do Bill Self things. They run mm-hmm. their secondary break is yeah. absolutely exquisite. Wilson is a star. Yeah. Dick is awesome. I mean, just on and on and on. Mm-hmm. This team, I know it's hard to win it back to back. And but that who, was my stance, Trent. That's why I couldn't. That's why I couldn't pull the trigger until you talked me into it. Who else in college basketball are you excited about? UConn, I really like. Yeah, UConn. I do too, and I've got some of them. Uh, UCLA is my team that's starting to come yeah, around. Yeah, they are. I, I I had a little bit before they're playing mm-hmm. well and had the nice win against Kentucky over the weekend. Purdue, are they going to win a national championship? I Look, just, they haven't I been to a Final know. Four since nineteen eighty. Last this. time Iowa was there, Zach Eady. He's good. He's good. And, you can, and here's the here's the thing about him. He's no longer an 18, 20, 22 minute kind of player. He he's got his uh uh he's in shape. You know, he can stay on the floor. But it takes foul trouble one well, time. Well, that's just it. That you're 100% right. That's a big guy, yep. one game in the yep. Sweet 16, all of a sudden you're playing, you yep. know, a good solid 4-5 seed and oh boy, he's got two fouls last yeah, first four minutes. Out of the game. Comes back out. Oh, picked up picked his up third. Three. And he's playing a little tentative uh-huh. and he, it just takes no, one of those games in Purdue. They got their own House of Horrors as it pertains to the NCAA tournament. You know, because it's not local, we don't really kind of realize at the same right. level they've had a lot of mm-hmm. just last year. They lost to St. Peter's. It was a, a, a Sweet Sixteen. Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they lost to St. Peter's in the Sweet Sixteen. So right, you have that component. Virginia, look, they're good, but Houston absolutely clamped them down. Yeah. I saw a number outside of the stretch when they beat Baylor. They had like eight three pointers in eight minutes. Outside of that stretch. They're shooting something like 29% from three this year. Mm. Like, that's not going to get it done. Mm-hmm. And again, to win, we're talking about winning six straight. Mm-hmm. We said we both like UConn. But Kansas, 
I throw them in the mix. Houston, yes, for they sure. They had their they limitations are. offensively, and we uh-huh. saw that come up. Alabama, inconsistent. They got a couple they got, of big scalps, but yeah. they can go the other way. It is. Didn't they get beat open. this weekend? Alabama, yeah, to Gonzaga. Yeah, who put a hundred yeah. on? Them. You you what? They put a hundred on. Them. Oh, I said you put a hundred. Oh, no, I was no. going to say what? <laughs> no, I don't do that. <laughs> no, you don't. That's no. why I was surprised. All right, real quick on this, and we'll get more into it with Doc. Caden Proctor sounds like he's flown, flown the coop. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get Hawkeye fans timing wise, it sucks. It does. It, it's terrible. Um, but look, he's been sniffing around. I mean, he was in Oregon. Um, Oregon was here apparently on Wednesday night. They're they're going full court press on him. And if someone comes up to you and says whatever the number is. I mean, we're not getting a million dollars to leave our job, right? Right. Very few. Of, I mean, maybe one, per, maybe not even one of you in our listening audience would ever have that happen mm-hmm. to you. Um, you listen, right? Yeah. You, you listen, and if it can change the lives of your family, yep, you're an Iowa kid. You were born. You were raised here. I get why you're pissed off. And Cyclone fans are. are, are um, I, I see the boards. They're pretty pumped up about this. Look. It's going to happen to you. <laughs> this is the, this is today's college athletics. Mm-hmm. It's NIL. It's different. Tyrese Hunter. Yeah, precisely. Exactly. And now, I, you can't have it both ways, Hawkeye fans. Okay, no, McNamara, how'd you get him? Right. It wasn't because he really liked the offense. No. It wasn't because he thought Iowa City was beautiful. It was because and the of weather. NIL. Yeah. It was Iowa Swarm. Yeah. They are the ones that right. got Cade McNamara there and brought Eric all along with yeah. him. That's what happened. You can't have it both ways. You can't say, I'm never watching college sports again after celebrating. That's it. I'm done. Right. You sure you are. And you're not. Right. Of course you you're stop not. Stop lying to us. Right. I'm done with college yeah. athletics. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. You grew up a Hawkeye fan. You grew up a Cyclone fan. You're not done with college athletics. Do you, do you have to like it? Nope. Nope. You don't. But it is... At least for now, and I don't. I mean, how do you put this back in the tube, right? Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see this happening. I don't. So if he goes to Alabama, can you blame him? I mean, look at the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. Look at what Nick Saban. Would you call him the greatest coach in the history of the sport? Oh, absolutely. I would. Yeah. I mean, there's others for sure, including one that's got a statue in Tuscaloosa as well. It was pretty good in his own right, the Bear. Um, but look what Nick Saban is doing. You got an opportunity to go there, and you're not talking about. He's going to a program that also develops offensive linemen incredibly that, that's well. That's just it. I yeah. keep saying, well, yeah, he's making a mistake. Look at all the... Yes, Iowa does have a lot of offensive linemen in the NFL. They, they do, do a good job. There's they no do. doubt. Absolutely. So does Alabama. They do. Yeah. Now, Alabama takes five stars and gets them to the mm-hmm. next level. Iowa takes twos and threes and and you know and develops them and gets them there. And you're going to be in the mix to play for national championships. That's just You're going to be playing in the SEC. Right. Not for the Big Ten West. Right. At least for one more year. And on top of it... Well, you're not going to go play for the second-worst offense in college football with well, baby Huey over there. Where's that? That might be around next year. I, I can't see it. I, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still not buying into that one. But it's a blow. I get it. The timing sucks. It does. And this is something I've been yelling about since the portal opened. Is Iowa not looking for offense alignment? We knew at that point, Caden Proctor had already taken a visit mm-hmm. to Oregon. Then Alabama was working. They tried to get him there for the Alabama, the Iron Bowl matchup against Auburn. Oh, did they? Yeah. It didn't work out timing-wise that weekend. Yep. Weren't able to do that. So this is something that has been out there. Mm-hmm. Ken Proctor paid his own way to get there. Right. This, well, Caker told us that on yes, Friday. Paid his own way to get there. By the way, i got to get to him in just a second, too, because there's something going on over there. There's that component of it. And... He didn't just go down there to have a good time. Right. And that's kind of what we were being Although sold by, by the looking at the pictures on social media, he did. Yeah, absolutely. And good for him. Absolutely. But he also got to hear from their mm-hmm. collective. And he also mm-hmm. got to hear about the way they develop. And, and I'm sure 
Somebody in the coaching staff, somebody in the coaching ranks said, look at their offense, look at ours. What's sure. really going to prepare you better to play at the next level? Right. Yeah, and, and you, can go th- you can go past the trophies that Iowa has. And Which are great. some good ones. Yeah. But then you can go see the national champ, this, yeah. this year's trophies. Right. And the replicas of them uh, in, in, in the hall. Uh, Tom Caker, real quick. And, and, I, and I get that it's, it's being. I'll just compare this to what happened over in Nebraska. Remember Sean Callahan ran Husker online or whatever <laughs> it was forever? And uh, Sip went over there and it looked like, what's going on here? Is, 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 is Callahan on his way out type of thing? And on three media. Mm hmm. Is growing. Yes. And in fact, I've been on the site, their new Iowa site. Yeah. Have you been on it? I have, yeah. Have you got a, have you got a uh, login name? I do. Because of the Rivals Act instantly switches you over there? Or no, did you sign no. up? No, I signed up. No, Rivals, no, no, no. Rivals is not going away. No, it's staying. Right, right, right. right. So you have to re-sign up. I see how you got it because you subscribe. See, I'm... I can read because when Sip left, I thought, you know what? This is my buddy. I can help. It's a dollar. It's a dollar, right? <laughs> so I'm not like I'm real digging real deep, right? But um, something's cooking over there, isn't yeah. it? It sounds like Caker's making his way over yeah. there. Him and Blair are going to head over to the new on three Iowa site as uh, they're building that one out, and that means rivals. They'll be mm-hmm. looking for somebody else to run the services over there. So Hawkeye Nation, um, Hawkeye fanatic. That's Pat Hardy's mm-hmm. site. Rivals is staying. Yep. Um, 24-7 Sports. Yep. Hawkeye Insider. Hawkeye Insider's going around. We love, and I'm not going to say the site because I don't want people going over there. There's too many newbies coming over to our favorite site. Um, <laughs> right. Because <laughs> it's not sports, right? Right. Yeah. It's the Wild West, and I get such a kick out of it. Um, <laughs> Halo, for those that know. Yeah, I'm not going to say the name. Uh, but the but point being is, will, will we get to a point where there's just too much? I don't know if that's the case. No. Hawkeye fans, they, yeah, they want to move around, see right. what's going on, see if they can pick up a nugget here, nugget mm-hmm. there. And I do it. I got a subscription to Rivals in 24-7, mm-hmm. and now on three. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's tax write-off for us. It, indeed it is. A little we'll, bit easier. Uh, we'll take a time out. Nick, uh, Nick Olson going to join us next on Iowa State's uh, signing day coming up on Wednesday. We'll pick Nick's brain on what he saw yesterday uh, at Hilton. You know, another thing I'd take away on that, there was a lot of people at that game yesterday. Yeah, yes. I was really surprised. Yeah, A little bit different than what you saw in Carver on Saturday It is. Night. I get it. Yeah, it, it is. Um, but that's, you know, middle of the afternoon, night game, Saturday night. I don't think it would have mattered. It probably would. They no. might have found their way to Iowa State basketball fans yep. go and support their team. No, they do. Not the same for Iowa basketball. They do. That's fair. Are they ever going to move the students? No. It seemingly is picking up more steam. You know, both there's there's student problems at both schools because more uh, of that this last because couple of years. what they did to the students yes. for football. Mm-hmm. They didn't like that at all. Um, I mean, I get on one hand why you do it safety and everything, but. Anyways, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back. Nick Olson on Iowa State. He is next. Trent and I are here until 1 o'clock. What a wild weekend in sports. It's Des Moines Sports Station. 106. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.693. 6.693. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. 
back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, 25 minutes before noon. We take you up until 1. Let's get our friend Nick Oson in here, 24-7 sports, cyclonealert.com. Signing day is Wednesday. We'll recap the basketball from yesterday. Look forward to the final tune-up with Nick and maybe a football question or two as he joins us. Nick's Trent, uh, Trent and Ken, compliments of the season, Nick Oson. How are you? Doing very well. I was just, you know, kind of thinking about how crazy of a sports weekend it was. A lot of kind of fun events and glad to be here with you guys headed into the holidays. Absolutely. So it's been, what, about a year now that you took over the beat? Has it been 10, 11, 12 months, almost a year? Yeah, it's been just over 11. We're we're getting very close to a year. It's a little crazy to think about. Indeed. All right, let's get to, uh, well, let's start with signing day first before we get into basketball. Um, Reading the boards, uh, etc., trying to keep up on it. Um, It sounds as though maybe the biggest watch, if you will, maybe it's, I don't know what you put it in, maybe the worry category is, is a kid from Lincoln, a linebacker from Lincoln, who wanted nothing to do with Scott Frost and his staff, committed to Coach Campbell and, and Iowa State, and now I guess Matt Rule is coming hard after a kid to you know, be part of the change. This is your hometown, dot, dot, dot. I don't know how to say his last name. It starts with an N. Uh, help me out with that. And, and what are the chances that Iowa State is able uh, to get him in the fold? Yeah, so Benny Ngoye, I believe is how you say it. He's actually, uh, Iowa State's looking at him as a wide out, a wide receiver. He does have experience as a defensive back as well. And, you know, I would say that is really, yeah, really the only kind of question mark in terms of someone that's already committed to the Cyclones. Now, I've been, you guys know me, you know, really checking in every day with kind of people around uh, the recruitment as well as kind of some people out um Kind of my Nebraska teammates that do a great job over there as well. And, you know, it does sound like this recent visit definitely makes things a little bit interesting. Uh, I've had a crystal ball for Benny to end up with Iowa State. I have not heard enough to change that. So I guess that's some, you know, encouragement or positivity for Cyclones fans as of today. But I expect to get some clarity on that later today, potentially tomorrow morning. It is one that, you know, some eyes really are on, and, and it's, it's interesting. Uh, right now, I still lean the Cyclones. I just feel like they've done a lot of good. I think that he wants to play wide receiver at the next level. And I'll give you guys another name to kind of watch out for, uh, J.J. Jean-Louis. He is a linebacker committed to Western Michigan, but Iowa State has been pushing hard. Uh, he recently had an official visit here a couple weeks ago. And that's another player that I'm on. I spoke with him over the weekend. He intends to kind of take this into Wednesday. But I'd say really both sides have some confidence. Uh, That is a player that I'm keeping my eyes on and will probably check in with again before signing day really hits on Wednesday. J.J. John-Louis, is that what his his name was? Yep, full name is Joseph Jean-Louis, but he goes by J.J. We've spoken a few times, and just with some of the coaching changes at Western Michigan – you know, Iowa State's really been pushing hard even since before the season. Linebacking coach Tyson Bite has done a nice job there, and that's a spot I'm really keeping my eye on. Cyclones have a couple linebackers in the class already, but he'd be certainly good enough that the Cyclones would still take him this late in the cycle. 20 commitments uh, currently on board, along with the transfer, of course, in Arlen Harris coming in from Stanford. 
In terms of numbers, when we look towards this spring, once we get through the signing date on Wednesday, you know, a rough ballpark estimate. How many more guys they'd be looking to sign, both out of the portal and on top of it, high school guys they'd still be after in the February signing day? Yeah, combined with the portal, uh, I'd say after this week, I'm looking at probably four to five spots. Uh, I'd say probably closer to four if things kind of go how I expect on Wednesday. But, yeah, I won't be surprised at all. There's uh, there's an edge prospect that, that I've recently interviewed, Jefferson Adam, at a junior college right now uh, that's going to be coming for an official visit in January. So that's a player I wouldn't be shocked at all if Iowa State offers and he kind of comes on late. Still a couple needs in the transfer portal, like wide out. Wouldn't be shocked if there's a look at kicker. But, Good. yeah, there's not a ton of, you know, kind of, uh, overlap or worry, as I've kind of mentioned on the show, I don't feel like there's a lot of desperation in terms of hitting the portal or worried about a lot of big-time players leaving. Obviously, T.J. Tampa's announcement recently was big mm-hmm. to come back here. And you know, I, I know that there's a lot of confidence where the Cyclones sit right now, kind of what's expected with this class, and maybe two or three more moves in the portal for sure. Mm. So offensive line and wide receivers, when you look at it from just uh, what, what we do, that seems like... You know, those are both areas of needs. Uh, do you think they've done well addressing that to this point? Uh, I, I get that, uh, you know, the, this class on Wednesday would be well before we know, uh, but would you say that they have checked those boxes? Yeah, I definitely would say so. I think that Brandon Henderson uh, leaving obviously hurt for offensive linemen a little bit, but there's a lot of confidence. Trevor Burr is a really good addition for offensive line. He was you know, kind of an all-conference guy in Missouri. And then receivers, certainly, especially if, if Benny's still in the fold. You've got Kai Black, who's like a big, versatile, uh, strong receiver that can really make plays close to the line. Michael Parks that can take things deep. He's got speed, and he's blown under the radar a little bit. He's going to be really good with the Cyclones. And then, obviously, some of the younger guys I know we've talked about that are already with Iowa State. So, yeah, fair to certainly ask, especially – when players like Xavier Hutchinson and such are leaving, I won't be shocked if they land a wide receiver from the portal. But I think those areas have been hit pretty well so far, with certainly time before spring ball and things get going here in a few months. Well, this uh, recruitment works well with what we do here. Isaac Tesla, the kid from Hillsdale College up in Michigan, took his first official visit to Iowa State. Following weekend, went to Iowa, but now Baylor Miami, a couple other heavy heads are involved with him. Any updates at all on his front? Anything else he's looking for? And when do you expect uh, Tesla to make his commitment to wherever it may be? Yeah, that was kind of a a nice piece of information he gave me when we caught up uh, last week. I think that there might have been kind of a general maybe assumption or thinking that he would figure out a decision pretty quickly. But he had told me he's going to take this into January. So Mm -hmm. unless something really changed over the last four or five days, that's what I'm expecting with him. I think that both schools here in, in this respective state, Iowa, Iowa State, are certainly in the fold well. I, I do feel that he might potentially look into Miami a little bit. I haven't heard a ton of buzz about Baylor, but that's really an interesting recruitment. He's a guy that you can plug and play basically right away. I really enjoyed kind of speaking with him a little bit. It wasn't super in-depth, but I definitely got some useful information and there's a lot of kind of potential for him wherever he ends up. He's someone that I won't be shocked at all if he kind of continues the ascension and numbers he's put up at previous levels. He really could see a professional career. 
Uh, let's uh, switch to basketball. Um, Trey King just looks different, does he not? I guess I didn't know what to expect, Nick. I, I mean, I know that he's obviously an upperclassman, so you'd think the uh, the body developed, matured a little bit. But boy, oh boy, uh, when he came out on the floor, um, Iowa State needs that. They've got another dress rehearsal, if you will, on Wednesday against Omaha. Played 16 minutes, scored 11 points. What was your takeaway on Trey King? Yeah, it's funny. That was a big topic after the game. I'm looking at his numbers right now. Five or six from the field, that kind of led into some of my biggest takeaways. I knew that he was a physical body, like you mentioned. He could defend a little bit. He's got experience. But some of his kind of finishing ability and touch around the rim was impressive. Uh, From some things that I've heard, I feel like he can stretch the floor a little bit, too. And his energy level was incredible. I'm sure that that was kind of aided by the excitement of obviously being out on the floor and being able to contribute officially. But, guys, I think that's going to be a really good addition, and, and I hope that that continues. I also hope that Demarion Watson still gets his minutes because for a true freshman, I think that he does a lot of good things, and they, they might end up playing kind of similar roles just looking at some of the minutes and such from yesterday. But I came away impressed. I can't really think of anything else that you could have asked him to do already. He, he made some plays on the defensive end, Trey King did. Took pretty good care of the ball from what I can see and obviously was able to score the ball as well. So I think that he's going to be a really good rotational piece for a while for Iowa State. Robert Jones was really good. How about five assists out of the big guy and Mm -hmm. had to play a lot more uh, with the injury to Asuni. Is it just sprained ankle? We'll kind of see. Is that where we are right now with Big O? Yeah, uh, TJ Otzelberger went into that a little bit post-game, basically, that they were going to look more into it, I didn't get the sense that there was kind of uh, an overwhelming, you know, concern or worry long term. I think that that was, you know, he was down for a little bit, but then obviously came back out. And some of my posters said that he was kind of on the bike a little bit. So that's all really encouraging. Robert Jones, I like that point a lot, though, Trent. You know, that's something I asked about five assists. That's something I'm not sure he was really doing last year. Obviously, he wasn't playing as much, but he's shown both the growth and growth and kind of the touch and finishing ability around the rim, as well as knowing, okay, if I don't have this, I'll kick it out to Kelsher or Jaron Holmes or Caleb Grill cutting to the hoop. I was really impressed by that tied for the team lead and assist yesterday. And, you know, third in points, I felt like Robert Jones' ascension has been really impressive for the team early on. Uh, Western Michigan hit a boatload of threes. Was was uh, that a concern? Uh, Three-point defense? Um, and look, they, they just got on a heater, right, for a while there. Uh, and seemed like that, That's the reason the game was clearly as close as it was, because Iowa State was um, you know, clearly the better team, but the Western Michigan kept hitting their threes. Was that a talker after the game as far as uh, three-point defense? Yeah, not a ton, I think, because basically they did such a nice job kind of guarding the paint, and it's not expected for teams to really be that hot consistently. I think that there was kind of this knowledge that Western Michigan came in uh, with the ability to shoot, and I just kind of felt like from watching it, maybe they'd put a little extra pressure on the three, but otherwise just take care of the paint, and as long as teams aren't kind of finding a lot of success in there, this Iowa State team is quick enough and versatile enough on the perimeter to be able to take care of a lot of those good shooters. I I was really impressed by Norman Jr. I think that's a guy that 
you know, could even be playing at maybe a level above Western Michigan from what I saw. But other than that, I felt like I would say, yeah, really complete game. And I think they're in a good spot as we get a little closer to Big 12 play. That was number 11, right? It had to be. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Spot spot on about 50% from three and 24 points on the game. Final thing for you, and we uh, had a little speculation with this before you came on. If it ultimately becomes Trey King becomes a starter, we just feel like, hey, we got to get that scoring punch into the starting lineup. Who would be the guy that you think would slide to a bench roll? Oh, wow. Um, that's, that's really interesting because I'm not necessarily under the impression that that happens anytime soon. Okay. Uh, I would think yeah, honestly, if that were to happen, I would maybe see the team looking to just potentially play a little smaller at times where they would have King and maybe have King or, or Kuntz at the five. So, I, yeah, I guess there I would maybe say Oshun, but I don't really anticipate any of those changes right now just because I, I think that kind of that starting lineup plays with a chemistry that I didn't necessarily expect so early on. I think that this will be – Kind of the rotation for a while. I definitely could see King's minutes going up, though, mm-hmm. coming in early with Jones and Kelser. So then again, maybe Watson's minutes fall a little bit. But I think that they've got something really good going with this rotation. Guys like Caleb Grill, Jaron Holmes got back on track. Mm-hmm. I, I really think there's a lot of confidence with that top five right now. Well, and if Oshun uh, can't answer the bell on Wednesday, maybe you don't rush him back just so you can experiment a little bit with Trey King uh, in, against Omaha before the Big 12 gets here, and it will get here on the 31st of December and buckle up because it's going to be a blast. Nick, we may impose on you on Thursday after signing day uh, just to uh, get your thoughts on it, uh, but I'll reach out to you, Nikos, in 24 7 Sports Cycle and Learn. It's going to be a busy week, Nick. Anything you'd like to promote coming up at your site? I will just say that uh, people on the site or even people that are looking for a lot of reading material, we will have truly pages full on Wednesday. I've already kind of started getting some stories ready since the weekend. Double-digit articles you can expect. It's going to be really busy, but I'm looking forward to it, guys. First full signing day, and I'd love to be back Thursday. Good stuff, Nick. I'll reach out. Thank you, bud. Appreciate it, guys. Talk to you soon. Yep, thank you. Nichols and 247s Good hit with Nick. Yeah, wouldn't be might work out well, right? Soon can't answer the bell on on uh Wednesday. You just slide Play around with it a little bit. Exactly, yeah. right? Yep. Last chance to do so. Mm-hmm. Ready or not, here comes Baylor. And then the rest of them. <laughs> There's no off day. There is a trend. I like November, December basketball is fine, especially when you get some of these. When the conference play, it just takes it to a whole new level. It does. You know? So good. Both of them. Big 10, Big 12. Who's the worst team in the Big 12? Oklahoma well, State? It's starting to look like they may be. Now, if you were to ask me this in November, it's K-State. <laughs> yeah. But it's not. Oh, K-State. I saw a little bit against Nebraska. I mean, they just absolutely pulverized Nebraska. Yeah, I just saw Twitter. I didn't see any of the game. They are playing a physical brand. They're getting up and down the floor. And Jerome Tang. You know, he, he, he can coach a little. He had a lot of opportunities, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could have left Baylor's staff many times. He wanted the right job. Kansas State, not the easiest place to win, no. but place you can get dudes in. Mm-hmm. And already, I, we'll see. It's going to be different because you look at the depth of their schedule. Now, the beat LSU. Okay, that's a nice win. But just that, a nice win. Nebraska, Wichita, not exactly the who's who of college basketball right now. 
it's different when you get into this Big 12 play. Indeed it is. We'll take our final time out. Busy hour number two coming up, including Mr. Monday Night, who's on our roll as well. Miller and Condon, it's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. And dot com. I'm Miller Condon. Welcome back to Morning Sports Station 106.3 Kicks. You know, we've got like 90 seconds left real quick. A couple of baseball signings with the regional teams. Mm-hmm. Swanson, Ben Attendee, $75 million from the White Sox. A record for the White Sox to a free agent. He's a nice player. Is he a $75 million nice? In today's environment, yeah. Probably so, right? Uh, right. Gallo gets, uh, the Twins get Gallo. Gross. And this catcher that they got, I've seen him, I've seen him play a number of games with the Red Sox. Sure. He's not, he's okay. He's fine. I mean, he's not, he's not moving your needle. You're not, nobody's picking up the phone. We gotta get tickets. The America League Central, a whole lot of, that's fine. Yeah, probably so. Our number two is coming up with NFL conversation. Monday Night Football. Get the latest from Dave Sinekin, who covers the Packers. Nick Athen on the Chiefs. Are they okay? They're winning. Uh, but. And then uh, Scott Dockerman on Iowa. Mr. Monday Night makes an appearance as well. Hour to go. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO.